Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Stay at Homer, the podcast where two British men on coronavirus lockdown re-watch every episode of The Simpsons from the start. I'm Andrew Lowe. I'm Tim Tucker. Today we're on season two, episode 21, yeah. which is called Three Men and a Comic Book. Absolutely, um, yeah. Written by Jeff Martin. Mm-hmm. Um Hopefully he's listening and he'll retweet us because we didn't get any joy with John Schwarzwelder. So we'll try it. We'll try him later. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought we thought this episode we just we wouldn't talk about the thing. We'd ban the thing. Yeah. We wouldn't talk about it because it's dragging. It is dragging a bit, isn't it? Yeah. We hope you we hope you're well and, and healthy and everything. But for you know for most people it's just dragging a bit now. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. Let's talk about something else. What, what have you? Uh, well, I've been, what have you found? I've been trying to find some ringtones. Um, remember, we talked about Homer's sounds ringtones. Um, oh yeah, and I yeah. found some. Let's see if these work. Hold on. Okay. Did you hear that? One? <laughs> That's a good yeah. one, isn't it? Well, who? Um, That's a great one. Obviously yeah. the. Don't 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 I couldn't. I couldn't be doing that on a train. How about this one? No. Marge, I swear I didn't touch her. You know how bashful I am. Too long. Um, <laughs> Too long yet. How about this one? Donuts. Is there anything they can't do? <laughs> yeah, there's lots of good ones here. That's um, that's from Marge versus the Monorail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still, oh, I like to see wow for you. Um, yes. The, your partner. Comes <laughs> there's a long screen. Homer eating. There's all sorts here. Um. I'll, nice. I don't know if I, we, if I can endorse this site, but um, all I can say is that it's possible to Google Homer ringtones and find some. Yeah. Is that how you found them? Yeah, by Google. Wow. So you just search stuff and it, it, like it comes up. It's like this field in a, in a screen and you just type the word you want to find and then click go and it sort of finds it. It's amazing. Like a field like sort of cows and stuff? No, 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 no. Like a text entry right. field. Um Oh, and then right. you submit your text entry. Did you find anything interesting? Yeah. Um, there's an asteroid that's heading for the Earth, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Yours sounds more important than mine. <laughs> yeah. It's the size of a skyscraper, apparently. Bloody hell. Um, which uh, is a bit worrying. And it's heading close to Earth at 11,000 miles per hour. It's passing by the Earth tonight. Um. And... Given how 2020 has gone so far, mm. um, if that asteroid hit the fucking Earth, <laughs> then it wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't. No. Yeah, I, <laughs> I will wake up tomorrow and see the news, and the news top story will say, asteroid strikes wherever, millions dead. Yeah. I would definitely just go, oh, okay, another 2020 thing. Yeah, if it said lands on the Queen and her family, <laughs> yeah. I'd be, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or or lands in, on the lawn of the White House <laughs> and <laughs> Donald Trump <laughs> Donald yeah. Trump uh, asks his advisors whether they can use laser guns to yeah. destroy it or something. Yeah. I just go, yeah, 2020, <laughs> crazy year. Um, also saw something recently about how some nerdy thing about how the calendar that we currently follow um, was changed at some point in the past. I didn't read too, too much into it. <laughs> and um, 
basically the upshot is that we lost a few years. So effectively, it's now 2012 in real um, real time. Right. Yeah. And as we know, 2012 is famously the the year that <laughs> the year that they predicted the world was going to end. Ah, so they they say might be right that uh, yeah yeah yeah. That that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Um, yeah. No. I preferred your thing about Homer ringtones, to be honest. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit depressed now. Will Will we know by the um, by the end of this podcast whether we've been hit by an asteroid well, or not? If If you're listening to this, then we didn't die okay. with an asteroid. Fair enough. <laughs> an asteroid crash. Yeah. Probably. Unless you schedule the episode <laughs> to go live before, and we are now speaking to you as you know, effectively ghosts. Mm. We're just currently trying to dig our way out from underneath an asteroid. Right, The Simpsons then. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going we're to talk about this episode, Three Men and a Comic Book. Um, yep. Which must be a reference to something, because um, it doesn't make sense, really. It's three boys and a comic book. But three men and a baby? Maybe, yeah. Not mm. very good, is it? They haven't been very yeah. good at naming the episode so far, have they? It's just stuff that's knocking around at the time, isn't it? I think Three Men and a Baby was around at the time. Must be that. Okay, so it's a comic book episode all the way through. Starts with Bart and Lisa discussing their favourite comic books on the way to a comic book convention. This is the establishing of uh, Radioactive Man, isn't it? It's yeah. The first, the way they do it. So Bart's Bart says Radioactive Man is great, yeah. and Lisa's into slightly softer kind of um, characters. Anyway, they go. They end up going to a comic book convention. We've got a. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a squee- squeamish bit for me here, where Bart dresses as Bartman. For some reason, that's linked to the the song to me. Yeah, does it, that was a bad idea, wasn't it? Doesn't come off. Do mm. do the Bartman. Yeah. yeah. So he kind of. I'm sorry, I mentioned it. Yeah, let's leave that. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice speech by Mayor Quimby, though. Well, we haven't seen a lot of um, Mayor Quimby really. We've seen him in the background, slightly sleazy. Um, you know, yeah. connected character. Yeah. Calls himself Diamond Joe Quimby. Yeah. And there's obviously, there's a bit of Kennedy, JFK in there. Yeah. In, in his inflection, his speech. Um, yeah. And we haven't really seen a lot of him. He's kind of, um, he's quite sleazy. He's quite obviously a bit corrupt. Mm. I mean, this is one of the themes of The Simpsons, isn't it? That a lot of authority figures tend to be quite corrupt or yeah. dubious in some way. Yeah, because he gets um, he gets the name of radioactive man wrong. He calls him radiation man or something. Yeah, yeah, but he's really there to kind of open the convention. So thank you for pumping three hundred dollars into the economy. Yeah, meaning you know this is all just a little bit pointless. Yeah, when 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 one of the kids calls him out on his on his slip up, he he basically tells one of his henchmen to to you know, <laughs> keep an eye on that kid or something. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit it's a bit threatening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about Mayor Quimby. I, I go up and down a little bit. I sort of think, you know, he's not one of my favourite characters. But then, then there are times when he does something quite funny. Yeah. But maybe, maybe it's more of an American maybe. president, yeah. president sort of type thing. You have to be American to to get it yeah. to to really get that. Yeah. No, I agree. I, yeah, he never really stands out. Um, there's a wonderful little clip of Radioactive Man, the movie, which is obviously like one of those old Superman movies from the 30s or 40s. Yeah, but it's just a thinly veiled advert for Laramie cigarettes. Yeah. There's no, it's not really, they don't even really try and hide it. They just have them smoking cigarettes, <laughs> saying, oh, that cool, that cool Laramie taste or something. And, the, and Fallout Boy is just wishing that he was old enough to smoke, which uh, yeah. can't wait. Which is a highly, yeah, really highly. <laughs> 
unethical. Yeah. Um, but but also a quite a, a good throw forward to how things would end up would ultimately become with yeah. you know sponsorship and embedded embedded brand awareness, all that kind of thing. Yeah, and so they bring out Fall Fallout Boy, who's obviously a grown man now, with with mm. um with a range of questions. Um Bart hits a nerve when he asks about obviously a dodgy the actor who played Radioactive Man was obviously had some sort of dodgy death, didn't he? Um, yeah, because he says that because um, the guy who introduces him says, "Don't mention any of that because let's not talk about mm. his sordid final years." Yes. This is a guy called Dirk Richter who played Radioactive Man. Yeah, so it's kind of re- it's sort of like a reference to because because somebody is it Bart who asks about yeah bullet ridden body in a bordello or something. Yeah, so that's a reference to. But a guy called Bob Crane, who used to be an old TV sort of star, who was found dead in serious circumstances in a brothel. Really, and ah. as George Reeves did as well, he played the original Superman on, in the fifties. Right. Um, yeah, it says here on Wikipedia. <laughs> so, so that must be that must be a reference to that. Yeah, yeah it's must be. clearly a kind of yeah. a little hint of the sort of slightly <laughs> sordid um, continuing careers of these people who played Super- superheroes. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's great. Um, but then we get to comic book guy, his first appearance. He's at the fair, obviously. My granny said that he was, um, he actually was part, he was apparently inspired by a clerk at a Los Angeles comic shop, comic shop or bookshop. Right. Who, one of the Simpsons writers said that he sort of sat on a high stool and had a kind of really superior attitude. Right. Um, yeah. And had a big styrofoam container full of fried clams with tartar sauce, which sounds revolting. Yes. And, Matt Groening has said that people will always come up to him and say, "Oh, I know, I know who you base that comic book guy on. It's the comic book guy, you know, right down the end of my street in the shop near me." Right. And Matt Groening has always says, "No, no, no. It's just every comic book store guy in America." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's he's um sort of clearly obese. Yeah. Um, and very nerdy. Sort of quite yeah. very nerdy. Has a slightly unpleasant sort of ponytail. Um, dubious sort of facial hair mm. and. Yeah, it has that attitude, it has that kind of that really, you know, instantly recognizable superior attitude as someone who is a little bit too into something. Yeah. And um looks down on people who, you know, only have a sort of layman's kind of knowledge. He reveals to, to Bart and his friends issue one of Radioactive Man, hundred dollars. Um yep. which they can't afford, obviously. But it sort of obsesses Bart from then on. He's he sort of says God, God has put me on the earth to buy this comic book. Yeah, and comic book guy, comic book guy says your emotion is out of place here, son. <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> it's just a really unsympathetic put down way of putting it. Yeah. So um, the follow up to this is that you know Bart's trying to find a way. He pesters Homer on the way home. They have a bit of a pestering war at Krusty Burger, and then Mar- yeah. March reveals that she uh, her, her sort of past she saved up for something that she really wanted. Um, and that, by the way, is the origin of Patty and Selma smoking, that little story. But the... Um, the yeah, you can hear that their voices haven't gone raspy. Yeah. Because while, she's, smoking, while yeah. she's doing all the chores, they say, hey, let's take up smoking, which seems yeah. an odd response. But, <laughs> but um, it then uh, there's a, a peculiar reference to, I think it's... The golden years, is it? It's the Wonder Years. That's the Wonder it. Years was yeah. show like from the late eighties and the early nineties. Yeah. Which was like a coming of age thing set in 
um, like an American suburban town. And so they do this voiceover, which is the kind of main character, you know, reflecting on his situation with the kind of voice of the adult, the character narrating his childhood as an adult. Yeah. Which is similar to Stand By Me that they use in the first time. But so he, he starts by trying to avoid that. He raids the house for cash, um, mm. sets up a lemonade stall, which eventually turns into a liquor stall. Yeah, because the lemonade stall gets laughed at by Nelson, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, and there's then, that Nelson laugh again. He, still, he sells home as beer. Yeah. At the, at the store and, um, Barney tries to get some on credit, doesn't he? Barney tries to get some on credit, and then Lou and Eddie, the sort of two really sleazy, corrupt... Uh, sort of beat cops come past, yeah, um, and take a basically take a bribe, don't they, to sort of yeah. not shoot, not shut him down. They just take some beer and wander off. Yeah, again, more authority, more dubious authority figures. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, eventually, gets a job with a crazy old lady called Mrs. Glick, who um, has been talking to Marge at the hair salon. Yeah, um, but uh, she gets him to do various disgusting chores around her house. I quite liked her actually. She's quite. She's a bit of a highlight of the episode for me. Yeah. In terms of, because yeah. I, in my mind, this episode was amazing, and when I saw it again, I just thought, oh, it's okay. You know, that's exactly it's not, my response. Not great. Yeah. And um, she was, she was, um, she's a real highlight because she's just this really annoying, bit like Grandpa Simpson, this kind of rambling old, kind of old person, yeah. and sort of makes him do all these horrible chores, offers him things like dried apricot and yeah. sauerkraut candy. You know, totally out of touch. Absolutely. It's a good flashback of her brother who was killed. There's a photograph of her brother who was killed in the, in the Second World War, yeah. holding a grenade for too long. and yeah. He's about to throw it, and he sort of says, this is for, and lists too many people who it's yeah. who it's paid for, and it blows up. But that, then, yeah. yeah, but that's a brilliant moment where she's in the rocking chair saying, filthy, but genuinely arousing. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is kind of one of the few edgy gags in this episode. This episode is quite straight, isn't it, really? Yeah, I also like that when she, because when she pays him with basically 50 cents, he's like appalled, but she says, go and spend it on penny whistles and moon pie. (laughs) (laughs) What? what, Really out of I don't know what moon pie is, really. No. There's a good Homer line next where he says, after that, Bart's appalled. Mm. And he says, working is for chumps. Oh, yeah. And Homer says, I'm proud of you. I was twice your age before I figured that out, <laughs> which is a great, a great Homer and Bart moment. It is. That's true, yeah. Yeah. So he has got nowhere, has he? I think he's managed to scrape together about 35 bucks, and uh, he's mm. at the comic book store trying to bargain for it. And Millhouse comes up um, and Martin, and they figure out together, well, Bart figures out that together they can buy Radioactive Man. Mm. Issue one. So... This is where um, the troubles start, really, because they they do get the book, but um, they take it back to the treehouse. Oh, I should say before that, they read the origin story, which is the weakest origin story you've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, it's terrible. It's basically a man at a nuclear testing site gets his trousers caught on a barbed wire fence (laughs) and gets stuck there, and and the bomb goes off. Radioactive bombs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he says, I'm becoming radioactive. <laughs> that's, that's it. It's pretty lazy. I love Milhouse but, says, so that's how it happened. <laughs> so that's how it happened, yeah. I like the idea that it was obviously before the internet and they couldn't check that. Yeah. They just, they, the only way they could know is to read the first uh, first issue, which, yeah. you know, just wasn't available. Yeah. It's quite a sort of nostalgic thing, really. The funny, but, the funny thing is, if you're a comic book nerd, and I am a bit of a, I'm not a full comic book nerd, but that is pretty close to the Hulk's um, origin which is just yeah. he got blown yeah. up by gamma rays and then became the Hulk. 
Yeah. Well, also Spider-Man, he's bitten by a spider that's always been <laughs> made radioactive. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's a, the origins don't really matter, do they, that much? Only perhaps Superman, but yeah. the origins of some of the some of them don't particularly matter. No. I suppose Batman's more interesting because he's not technically, he doesn't have any powers, does he? It's all about his yeah. what happened to his parents. But, but yeah, some of the more schlocky sort of um, comic book characters. Then it gets to the point where they've got to work out who's going to take the comic book home. Um and of course they fight. Talked it through. Yeah, like there's a bit of the Lord of the Flies moment where they're they're sort of fighting viciously, and then Marge appears with milk and microwave schmores, and they immediately become children again. But now, now schmores. Yeah. Um, what are schmores? Ah, that's where you put marshmallows between two chocolate biscuits and usually cook them over a barbecue. And you do this regularly, do you? I do actually. Yeah. <laughs> My kids <laughs> love it. Um, I've never heard of that. Do you know, I think we might have discovered it in America. We A couple of years back, we went to California and went, went um, camping, and I think that's where we discovered s'mores. So um, right. anyway, that's what they are. But microwave one yeah. sounds a bit disgusting. So instead of cooking them over a barbecue, you clearly cook them yeah. in a microwave. So not so they're in the treehouse, and there's this huge sort of issue with the comic book, but then Marge interrupts, doesn't she, and brings them. Yeah. Yeah, and sort of defuses the fight. Then, then it gets back to fighting, and I think during the night, well, they're all sleeping in, aren't they? And then um, Martin Prince is trying to go to the toilet, but he gets sort of tied to a chair. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a bit. There's a bit but, where Marge says, "Can you check on the boys?" Um, yeah, that's a great moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and because it's raining really heavily, yeah. and Homer's watching t- watching TV, yeah. and there's a lightning flash that shows that Bart and Milhouse are clearly fighting, and he says, "They're fine, don't worry." Yeah. Um, <laughs> Great little home. Yeah, right? he just can't be bothered, can he? I love that Melhouse here says, I'm telling your mum. She's just a typical Melhouse yeah. sort of thing to do. <laughs> he's he's not really fully developed yet, Melhouse, is he? But he's, no, he's getting, not really, getting but there. Getting there, definitely. He's a good character though. He's a good um Yeah. You know, we all we all we all knew a Melhouse at school. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's um If you didn't if you didn't know one, it was it was probably you. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um but yeah, he uh he falls out of the the treehouse at the same time as the comic book, and Bart has a yeah. sort of dilemma as to whether to save Millhouse or the comic book, and of course he saves Millhouse. Yeah. Um, the comic book lands on the ground, gets eaten by the dog, and then blown up by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely all over for the comic book. Yeah. And um, and Marge, I like the way that Marge interrupts when because they've tied Martin up to stop him leaving. Yeah. With the car and while they sleep, and then she she turns up and says, "Come on, you can play your little tie up games inside." <laughs> <laughs> she just sort of sees doesn't see any kind of um, anything sinister no. at all. So, and Bart says, "We ended up with nothing because the three of us can't share." Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, "What's your point?" And he goes, "I don't know. It just ticks me off." <laughs> um, which yeah. is quite a nice way to just close it. And you get a bit of radioactive man at the end saying the world is safe, don't you? But for yeah, but it's a bit nihilistic, yeah. isn't it? That there's no no lesson learned. Sort of uh, the opposite of most sitcoms of that time, which would always end up rounding off with a little moral. Um, mm. But they, yeah, they issue that. Yeah, and that's really the theme, isn't it? You know, sharing and mm. um, but it sort of wanders around all over the place. And I think I like the I like the old the old lady bit yeah but for me it feels like that's that's sort of in act two yeah when it should really just be got out of the way in act one you know it should just be done 
Yeah. You've got Bart, Bart tries to make some money, fails, and then we quickly move on to Act 2 where mm. you know, they acquire the comic book. And I don't know, it just felt like it feels a little bit uh, on, on balance this episode. I, I thought that. And like you, I'd had a great memory of it and there was so much promise with you know comic book guy and everything. I thought this is going to be great. And something mm. about it made me feel a bit flat. Um yeah, you hardly see him really, don't you? You only see him a couple of times. So yeah, might be that. And he also, does come into it. Yeah, and like you said, it's a little bit wayward. Um, yeah, doesn't doesn't sort of canter along like some of the better episodes. Um, yeah. So I like um, I do like the fact that you know on one level, one thing that's good that I got out of it is this this idea that um, you know when you're young, when you're a child, you fixate on something that's it's not important. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's the most important thing in the world to you. You know, it's sort of completely... This sort of really highlights the difference between adult and child yes. obsessions or interests or... It, it really does, it does that really well. Yeah. And that everything's... You know, you get that kind of... You know, had that feeling when you were a child that your world is much smaller, isn't it? So your world is... Can easily become fixated on something. And yeah. Everything else just... You don't worry about it. But you re- it's kind of quite poignant way of saying that as you get older, then you know your the catchment area of your sort of concerns <laughs> becomes expanded. Yes. But when you're a child, you're just you know it's just you in this comic book. That's all the only thing that matters in the world. Absolutely. So they, yeah. they nailed that. But I just wondered if like it just feels like a bit of a missed opportunity that they could have mm. got a little bit more out of out of it. Don't know. Yeah. And Homer's home is quite peripheral in this episode, he is, too, that, which is always a bad sign. Yeah, he doesn't I mean I do like his little um his little argument with, with Bart in the Krusty Burger where he turns the tables yeah. on the pestering. Yeah. Um that's quite fun. But Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so shall I start the scoring? Because otherwise, um, you know, I might influence I might be influenced by you. <laughs> okay. Gonna go with a seven. Um, I thought you were going to give it a five or something then for a minute. No, so, no, because we're, we're still in great, you know, as we've said before, I think even poor Simpsons at this stage are better than yeah. most. And there was enough yeah. great ideas in there. There's enough gags um, to make it, you know, good. But, you know, it just, yeah. I, I suppose I'm slightly disappointed with the non-great ones now. <laughs> um, yeah. What about you? It sounds to me like you're disappointed in your own memory of it. Maybe. <laughs> like you're annoyed with yourself. Could be that. For remembering it as being better than it is. It's probably that. Yeah. yeah. There is a bit of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think it's a seven as well. Mm. I'm going to go with you on that. It's sort of all right. Um, it's weird that two sevens, that makes it the, the our least favourite of this entire series. Ah, interesting. Which is strange, isn't it, when you think... Yeah. Oh, actually, no, it's not. Having said that... Um, it's not true. Okay. <laughs> um, it's uh, episode seven, ah. which is our least favourite. So yeah, our least favourite was Bart versus Thanksgiving, which makes sense, doesn't it? But not not by a, a long way. So yeah, it does tell you there's something we're a bit. I, I suppose we're a little bit disappointed in this one. I think mm. probably you're right. It's more that sits better in your mind, doesn't it? And also, we have been we've had a run of really good ones from yeah. Um, you know, Bart's dog got on F. Brush with Greatness, even Lisa Stubbs' Chew, certainly The War of the Simpsons were really good. So it's sort of come at yeah. the end of a little bit of a hot streak. Um, That's right. Anyway. I think we've got a great one next, so I'm oh, fairly yeah. confident in the next one. Yeah, me too. Blood Feud um, is a great episode. Great, great Burns, Mr. Burns episode. Yeah, and whenever Burns turns up, there's always, for me, it's a highlight. So, yeah. Um, great. So 
please go and go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever and do something. Leave a review, say say something nice. Mm. That'd be good. We're going to try and get someone to from The Simpsons to retweet. Yeah, it's <laughs> weekly challenge. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and go to stayathomeapod.com where you'll see all the places where you can subscribe and uh, listen and also other bits and pieces there, like our social media and stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah, till next time, um, stay safe and alert. Be careful. That's a good one. <laughs> that sums it up. Be, be careful and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>